All right, get, get it together. Get, get. What are you? What are you? What are you? Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God! Kurt. Hey there, Crosscut Cinema fans. We're back with another Quentin Quabbit Quintin. When we're in quarantine with Quentin Tarantino. Can you imagine tortellini? <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Can you imagine being in quarant like quarantined with? Quentin Tarantino. I would literally kill myself. No, you wouldn't. You'd be so excited. You'd be like, tell me about movies, but just don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> like, tell me about movies, but like... Put this bag on your head. Yeah. <laughs> it's his face that gets me. You'd have to wear socks all the time. <laughs> you could I never would, be barefoot in the comfort of your home. I would, I would have always shoes. Working. <laughs> I would wear shoes to bed. <laughs> the chance of Quentin Tarantino looking at your feet is low, but never zero. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. Death Proof has a lot of feet. Death yeah, it does. I mean, they all have a lot of feet, but Death Proof feels especially foot heavy. Mm-hmm. But before but we I get mean, into that, who are we? Well, we're Crosscut cinema. cinema. Yeah. I'm Franny. I'm Madison. I'm Bree. Yeah. Are you going to? Logan, yeah. Logan. Okay. You know, somebody is <laughs> double checking. Yeah. Somebody you had to rifle through your wallet. Find yeah, I had to ID. go through all my different personalities and figure out which one was here today. Oh my God. <laughs> Last week, somebody in the comments called me granny. Granny. <laughs> I think that, that's, uh, that's close enough. It it's wasn't fine. like last week, but it was like, it was like a couple this. weeks ago. Yeah. Filming it, this. It was last week now, but when you're hearing it, it wasn't. It was like two, yeah. week, two oh. weeks ago. And so... Yeah, this is this is she's granny. We review movies in full spoiler reviews. Um, this is part of a bigger series for Quentin Quarantine. Um, you can find other episodes. Quentin Quarantino. Quentin Quarantino. Quentin Quarantino. You have to add the O on the end to make it spicy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we have a playlist on our YouTube of other Quentin Tarantino videos we've done. We're working our way through. We're, we're like, you know, we're getting to a turning point now. It's like yeah. almost halfway, I guess. Yeah. We're done. I think we're over halfway, aren't we? Wouldn't we be? I, I don't know. If you, it I've depends on if track. you count Kill Bill as two films or one. If not, we're exactly halfway. That's true. Um, okay. I have so. a great story about this movie. So originally, this film actually came out with uh, with another film as part of a Grindhouse release. Uh, it, the other film was directed by Robert Rodriguez. It was called Planet Terror. It's a great movie. To watch that to one, film. too. Um, so here's the thing. In my old little town of Laporte, they had this as a midnight release every weekend for a couple of weekends, and I went with my friends constantly. We saw both of these features multiple times every weekend, and if you know anything about midnight releases, it's all about being insane because you're out somewhere at midnight. Right. Um, for instance, we we used to get stopped at the door with anything. We tried to sneak in like booze and stuff. One dude managed to sneak an entire raft into the theater. We were throwing around a inflatable raft in the audience oh my god there's tons of great memories i have with these movies um and but but just so you guys know we're not actually reviewing the grindhouse version we're reviewing the extended unrated version where it's the entire film by itself no additions of planet terror so there's extra stuff in the movie that we watched that is not in the grindhouse version so if you hear us talking about a scene that doesn't seem to make any sense it's because it's only in the unrated extended. wait so what's different in the tons tons of it because like now I don't know what, what we watched because I watched my DVD copy of Death Proof. It probably, if it was, was it by itself? Yeah, yeah. Then it was the uh, Oh, okay, version. okay. Okay, cool. The Grindhouse version only exists in addition to the first film, Planet Terror, which you should watch. It's actually a lot of fun. Maybe one day we'll review yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really like Planet Terror. talking about it when I we watched it. I don't own it, unfortunately, but I do like it a lot. Mm-hmm. The Grindhouse stuff, I mean, it, it ultimately... There were so much cool things about these this film that was a gimmick in the beginning where they were like, let's put out those old kind of style films from like the 70s and 60s and shit where it was like, or 70s and 80s and shit where it was like really cheap movies split together, old film reused, like very grungy, grindhousey. And um, that is some of the best stuff about the movie. But one thing that people always forget that's really awesome is that there were fake trailers at the beginning of this film. Yeah. And a lot of these trailers turned into real films. For instance, there was a half teaser for a movie called Baby Driver that eventually was actually made. There was a movie for Hobo with a Shotgun made by two dudes in Nova Scotia that won a contest to run their trailer during Grindhouse <laughs> in only Canada. Yeah. 
and that became a feature film that is incredible and yeah, it's that's so a real good. movie now because so the trailer good. was so popular. Also, the classic Danny Trejo film started Machete was yes. one of the trailers, and now that's a two-part series that is absolutely fucking. Is bloody it only disgusting. two parts? I feel like it's more than two. It I. Don't if there is more, it's not Robert Rodriguez. Oh, okay, okay. I I I don't know if there's more. I'm with you. Got you. But um, the first two were Robert Rodriguez, and they're both both version both films. Objects that happened in each of those films happened completely in the trailer. Like there was something yeah. that happened in two that happened in the trailer, something that happened in one that happened in the trailer. So that's why I say that. Um, and like it, it's a really cool concept for. You know, I think Tarantino, as much as Rodriguez is like a great director, I think Tarantino's name being attached to this gave it a lot of credibility. And it was kind of a success as a result, not completely, but especially when it went to home video, it definitely made a lot of money. Um, what did you guys think of it? Because we already know where I'm going. So yeah. let, let's go with the positive first. I, <laughs> I love this movie. Death Proof is, I think Death Proof is so good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. Not going to no. say that. There are things that I dislike vehemently about it, but I love it a lot. It's just like a fun movie to watch. I, I It's just fun to watch it. And I love Kurt Russell's character. Mm -hmm. I love Kurt Russell. You may know that if you've listened to our episodes before. <laughs> I love Kurt Russell more than anything. I think he's amazing. It reminded me of why I'm scared of um, Ferris wheels when they have those little like those little like pods that you're in. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of why I fucking will not get in one of those. <laughs> like, just the idea Just, like, of, because of the car? Yeah, the car. And uh, and that's the other thing that I love about this movie. I love that, like, long, like, 15-minute long car chase. Oh, my God. It's my favorite <laughs> this, thing. I, this movie was so fucking cool. And, I mean, I love that, like, grungy 70s exploitation feel. Yeah, like, I love those too. kind of movies. Mm -hmm. So, I love this movie. And I think... I think I've probably said this before, but like Quentin Tarantino makes exploitation movies. That's kind of what he does. Yeah. And like, and so this is him like really doing that full to form, like in the same way in like Jackie Brown, like he's like fully setting out, I'm going to make a black exploitation movie. When he mm -hmm. makes death proof, he fully sets out. Like I'm making a grind. Disagree. Film. Disagree entirely. Really? Um, so my opinion is that, uh, this is the worst Tarantino movie, and I'll tell you why. It really, really isn't. Oh, let me it's finish. Such a good I let you movie. speak your your truth on it. Now okay, it's my turn. All right, go okay? ahead. Um, in all of his movies, he's really intricate in the way that he shows homage to films that he enjoys, but still elevates them. This movie is not that. He is bogged down by the concept of making a grindhouse because he literally, at the especially at the beginning of the film. He feels it's so necessary to make the characters kind of loose and empty and grindhousey to the point where he does he decides that he doesn't need to elevate the film. It just needs to exist and feel like a 70s grunge film. Like it feels like it's from the 70s. That's true. It feels like a pointless like grunge film, like grindhouse film, but it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's Tarantino. I should expect more out of the film, especially with how bad the characters in the beginning are, how bad the dialogue is in the beginning. And then the issue is everybody talks about how great the second part of the film is, but that almost is completely where he leaves behind the whole grindhouse concept. It just turns into a Tarantino film at that point with slightly different how editing. How does he leave behind the grindhouse concept? Because the, the beginning of the film, there's tons of things, like like as far as like the characters go and the way they act, they act like kind of pointless, baseless characters. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the whole drive is that you're you're in this you're what it feels like you're watching a movie from the seventies like some sort of bad grindhouse movie where there's a guy with a killer car. That's the whole beginning concept of this film. The second half of this film feels like a Tarantino movie. The dialogue smarter, quippier, faster. The characters are more. I like honest. how they reincorporate like the old dialogue into the second part too. Like have the girl say like the exact same thing almost. Yeah, I, I like that as well. But the difference is that these characters are characters. Yeah, and I the know. Ones, and but, I like that. I and, think that's fun. And people want to talk about like how it's so shocking that he kills off these first round of girls, right? But I posit that if we would have spent any more time with these boring ass people, we would have been easily fucking bored because they weren't real characters. Yeah. Like they, they were nothing <laughs> like even, okay. Butterfly was the closest thing to a character in the first part of the film. I thought jungle Julia was a nothing, character. No character. I she thought she was no, a what's her character that she's sassy and on the radio. What is her character? 
Like, I thought that she... Mm. See? Sassy and on the radio. As sassy and on yeah. the radio. That's all she is. I think she cares about her friends. No, she doesn't. She cares about making a spectacle of herself because she's sassy and on the radio. No, but she's like very sweet with butterflies. No, she's the not. End. They shit. They shit towards on the each end. other. They shit on each other in the car. Remember when they're on their way there, almost pointlessly. That's just how people are. No, they're not. No, no real people are like that. They're we definitely empty. shit on each no, other. No, but they're constantly. empty. Everything's empty. If you were to tell me that they met that day, I'd believe you. I mean, like, they are kind of empty characters, but I think they're supposed to be. No, but that's the problem is I don't want to watch a movie with empty characters. I want the characters to actually be characters. That's when what makes the bad a, movie bad. When you're watching a grindhouse But movie. that's my point is we're supposed to look at this like it's a great Tarantino film. It's a grunge. It's a grindhouse film, and it's not any better than anything he's ever made. It's not a bad movie. It's bad for Tarantino who elevates all of his art and makes it something more than a samurai movie or a spaghetti Western. He elevates it. This, he feels like he's almost trapped by keeping that gimmick going. And also it has some of the worst acting I've ever fucking seen. But I think that again, like no. lends itself to the genre. But that's the problem is that it, it, it doesn't because it doesn't elevate the film. It's just a bad grindhouse movie. The, the, I, the facts come that grindhouse movies are fun but they're not great film. That's why this makes it his worst movie because it's not a great film. I don't know. I feel like there there are definite merits to Grindhouse film that are great films. No, that by definition, they're fun, campy films. They're not meant to be great. They're they're meant to be campy. I mean, but what do you but define great though? Because okay, great fine. is this at an artistic level of the rest of Tarantino's movies? No, I would say yeah. How? I would say that it fits decently into the canon of the rest of his movies he doesn't elevate this film whatsoever nothing is different than a regular grindhouse movie unless if you want to count the second act but even then it's nothing special zoe bell is a horrible actress and he he made this movie to hate fuck uma thurman because uma thurman didn't want to do her own stunts he said you know what i'm not going to make my next movie with you i'm going to make my next movie with your stunt double yeah. That's shitty. I mean, and she's I mean, a terrible. She's a terrible fucking actress. I mean, yes, that's definitely shitty. He and Quentin have done that, is but... even fucking worse in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's, he's horrible. He's terrible in it. You're right. And the characters in the beginning. So we have. I hate how sh- much of Quentin you get in this movie. Yeah. We, we, have the shitty, we have the shitty acting from Quentin. We have the shitty characters from everybody else, except for maybe Butterfly, who has a bit of a character to her. But is bogged down by how much he wants to turn her into like a dramatic slut. Like he just wants to make her dramatic and over the top for no reason. When when I actually was on her side for a lot of things she did. Until she felt the need to give Kurt Russell a strip tease. Which is actually not in the grindhouse cut of the film by the way. Yeah. Um, and that for me is a huge issue. And then the other thing is this movie is frolicking around like it's this low budget grindhouse movie. But it costs like 30 million dollars to make. Yeah, that's a lot of money, but... If you're going to give me... If you're going to spend that much money on the movie, give me some production value because there could have been more production value in making it look like a Grindhouse film, but he didn't even do that. It's incredibly lazy, and the only reason this movie really exists is for one, so he can homage Grindhouse films, and two, so he can have a real car chase scene that is as dangerous as he wanted Kill Bill Volume 2 to be. Yeah. That's not good enough to be a movie for me. I mean, I think that, like, I would argue that this movie fits in with the other work that he does and how he pays homage to exploitation genres. But it's the worst one. And, I mean, I think that, like, saying, like, an exploitation movie can't be a great film. No, 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 that's not what I said. I said he didn't elevate it because he didn't. Well, no, I know, but you're saying, like, you said exploitation movies are not great films No, I didn't. I said grindhouse films aren't. That's not the only form of exploitation. Okay, well, you said grindhouse films are not great by definition. By definition of what they are, meaning they're cheap, low-budget movies that are supposed to be shock value and fun, in determining what great cinema is... That is a great thing you can watch. That is a fun thing you can watch. But it doesn't come anywhere near the other things he has created. A Grindhouse movie can't be as good as a full Tarantino movie. Because a Grindhouse movie has to be more than just Grindhouse for it to be as good as other Tarantino films. I would disagree. I don't think a Grindhouse movie can't be a great movie. It's not what I'm saying. You're you're changing what I'm saying again. No, you just said that. It can't be as great as a Tarantino film. It It doesn't elevate the genre enough to be as great as those. So you're saying any Grindhouse movie not no. by Quentin Tarantino can't be a well, great not one that's Not one that's solidarily just a Grindhouse movie because of what Grindhouse actually is. It's supposed to be low budget. It's intentionally bad. But I, but I don't think that doesn't that means that it can't be a great film. I didn't say it can't be a great film. I said it can't be as great as a Tarantino film. And I don't even think that's true. It is true. 
because nothing's elevated. Everything is conventional. It's made to be conventional. It's made to be not as good. It's supposed to be bad. That is yes, the goal of Yes, but that doesn't mean film. that it's not great. No, that, that actually does by definition mean it's not as great as a Tarantino movie. I don't agree with that. He's saying it like it just can't hit the same tier. It cannot be in the same elevation yeah. because they're not, ele- nothing's changing like, about the genre. Like you almost can't. Nothing's, if you watch a Grindhouse movie, a real Grindhouse movie, not not Death Proof because it's kind of a weird amalgamation. Like it's got to be on a separate grading scale almost. It, no Grindhouse movie is at all like, we're in like a 10% differentiation between one Grindhouse movie to another. They're all the same kind of idea. They're meant to be midnight showings where people have fun they get drunk they watch like a fun movie that has little to no character consequence because the characters are supposed to be empty so a grindhouse film is that's that's what it conceptually is it's meant to be bad so when he chooses to homage a grindhouse film and he doesn't elevate it he's essentially making something that is exactly what it's supposed to be but isn't anything better than what he's made before. But, In uh, fact, but quite possibly the worst. But here's what I would say. Mm-hmm. I would say that just because a Grindhouse film is meant to be bad doesn't mean that there's not artistry to it. And, like, I don't think you agree with that, but that's fine. But, like, I think that, like, and I, I don't think you can say, like, okay, a Grindhouse film cannot be on the same level because I don't think that, I don't think that, like, I don't think that just because it's not, like, high art of cinema that it can't be, I didn't say it couldn't be. Greatness. I didn't say it couldn't be great. I said it can't be as great as other films. Yeah, and I know, and I don't think that's true. But I, I think it is because what you get in from a Tarantino film is you get great characters, a great storyline, and great atmosphere. What you get from this is entirely atmosphere. It's entirely editing. It's entirely the way the movie looks. But, but I don't. We think spend that- we spend almost an hour with these first characters, and they mean nothing. They mean nothing when they die to you, or they, or at least to me, because I was not convinced that these characters were worth any time because I got nothing from them. The only bit of do- the character development I got was from the Rose Mc- McEwen. How do you pronounce it? Rose McEwen? Is that Rose like- McGowan. Rose McGowan. That's the only character I got some development out of. And that character sucked. Like I hated that character. She was, she was jealous and a little racist and that's <laughs> all I got. And then Stuntman Mike, of course is the best part of the beginning because he's an interesting character. That's it. But, but what I'm saying is I don't think that I don't think that any of that means that it can't be as good as but any of what, his other But work. what makes it a good movie then? What's the part that's good? I think all of it's the part that's good. That's my point. You don't have a real like actual But no, I mean thing. I have I have like things that I specifically like about it. I think that I think that this movie is good because it is what it is and like it is what it tries to be. And I think and I would I mean I would still argue that he does elevate it with the no. technique and with the editing and with the atmosphere. The editing and the atmosphere are what makes it almost grindhouse in itself. And and yeah, like it just feels a little over the top to me at times where it's like he's trying so hard to make it look old with like the stitchings and like the film and everything and that's cool aesthetically. But if you're going to do that much and you're going to tell me you're elevating the genre, you have to actually elevate something. I have to feel like I care about characters, especially when the the convincingness of this film is halfway through. You don't see it coming, but the main characters die. I kind of saw it coming because they were fucking pointless. I was like, I can't wait for these people to die. And they did. But my my argument is that that's bad characters. Like he wrote bad characters and it was a large part of the film. It wasn't like a quick opening. This was a large part of the film where we're with all these characters that you don't give a fuck about. But I would disagree though, because I think that him making those characters kind of empty is him being true to the grindhouse form. And then I think, but then, but then he go, but then by your own argument, by the end of the film, he's no longer sticking to that and he's doing something completely different. So do you want him to do something different and elevate it or no? I want it. It didn't elevate it though, because it was a different, it was tonally different. It didn't work with the rest of the film. It felt like two different movies. I don't think it was tonally different. I absolutely believe it was tonally different. I would like to hear some other perspectives. Did you feel, did you guys feel, how did you guys feel about it? I felt, well, I think we should. I know. I, I already said, you guys can say what you want to say about it. I... You're monopolizing our conversation, friend. All right, I'll stay quiet. I'm just being silly. No, we're on. We already all know, so we'll be quiet. I'm just fucking around. Okay, get pissed, whatever. I'm not pissed. Okay, that's fine. Why do you think... So... Just beca- okay, just because I return with, you guys can say what you want, you think I'm pissed? Yeah, you are. No, I'm not pissed. I, I, I was just kidding. Uh, so am I. I'm just joking around. All right, whatever. Anyway, sorry, guys. You always go to that. Whenever I like walk away in like, a joking way, you're like, you, don't be pissed. I'm not pissed. Okay. All right. I like this movie. I <laughs> I also like this movie. I think that it's 
there are a lot of things that it says, which, I mean, so I got from this movie is, especially, again, this is a spoiler podcast, so yeah, we're yeah, yeah. pretty sure we spoiled the fuck out of it already. <laughs> Um, I didn't know. If, I couldn't remember us saying that for this one at all. Yeah, no, we, we definitely did. Off the so comp. you're good. You know, yeah. we also had already spoiled it by this point, mm. so they're fucked anyway. <laughs> right, whatever. You're covered. So, like, when the at very end, when all of the women get out of the car and they yeah. just beat the loving shit out of him, mm. and he, you know, like he gets he gets what he deserves. Yeah. What I took away from that is when you're somebody who is hurt by someone else and you stand up and you take, you fight back. Like you are not just fighting back for yourself, but like for the other people that yeah, they have, they have hurt. Yeah. It's got a good message. And that. like, disagree. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying you can disagree. That's just my take. Do you want to know why they feel differently about it? Mm, I want to finish. <laughs> no. She was going to say, Hell no, no, I no. Don't. That's um, my girl. I, I'm I just feel, playing. I feel like this is Quinn's I, silent admission to a form of impotence and, and sexual oh. desire, and it's really gross. I mean, I yeah, see, I see that. Logan, I've, yeah, Logan talked about this with me, and, like, I definitely see that. I just wasn't done with my Sorry, what were you going to hey, say? We're all allowed to interrupt each other to talk here, okay? I mean, that's fair. That's <laughs> what I was going to say no. I, I'm, I, I I'm wanted like, to say it now, so I got the chance before I mean, we, like, moved on. That's fair. Go ahead. Um, but, I mean, like, I feel like it's important sort of like a message the message that i got anyway was is important because like especially with victims like maybe that's just like what i always view things through no i I think you can definitely see that message from this movie i see both being and i i think one was unintentional and one was intentional i think bridget seeing the message that they wanted to give and Logan seeing like the message that he might not have wanted to give, but was very clearly there. I like. I honestly think it's both. Like, yeah, I think that this is this is a movie. Am I cutting you off? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Also, it's a podcast. Yeah, we're well, supposed to cut each other off. And well, yeah, I know, but I know she was like having like yeah, she had like something, so I didn't want to like interrupt it before. She yeah, had to and change it. the conversation. I get yeah, that. I didn't want to like I didn't want to misdirect that conversation, yeah. but. I, but like, yeah, I think it's kind of both. I think this movie says a lot about Quentin himself. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right in that regard. But I also think that like, I don't know. I, I almost see like those themes of like, you know, when they get to kick the shit out of him, it's like a very cathartic moment. Like it is. That I'm sure every so woman fucking... wishes that she could have. And yeah. so like so... when that happens, that's kind of almost when I feel like the genre is elevated. So I, I feel like yeah, his, you don't see that a lot. I think his messaging is a little perverse and kind of like fucked up in this movie because what he also was saying was with the first group of girls because they were I guess promiscuous through some realm that their deaths were not important enough for the police to follow up with what had happened. I mean, I, think- I mean, they died pretty aggressively and nothing was done about it, right? And then the only reason these these characters at the end of the film. Is because they were like hard asses and fucking badass, and they were willing to but do this I, crazy I, stuff. They were still promiscuous, though. What do you I mean? How the, were they? Well, I mean, they talk about their sexual exploits throughout the movie. Yeah, but but my point is, I they mean, the one girl is a known boyfriend. Stealer, yeah, yeah, I, I know. But and the other one is trying is they're talking about fucking the Rock, and I mean, but, he's obviously he's not the Rock. But, but it, it's it's just kind of like these characters, for one are kind of terrible. Like even, even though they're, they're better than the first group of characters. I mean, I, I agree like with the, you. The leaving of the one character to essentially that is the be, thing I hate yeah, about that's, the audible that's gulp. My, this movie is disgustingly sexually perverse. He, yeah, that was, he's really gross my, actually. And that's why it's so like the ending to me made it up so much for so many people, but that almost feels like it's a placeholder of like, you can't get mad at me for being a pervert. Cause I had the girls kill him at the end. I'm sorry, but the whole rest of the movie, you were fucking disgusting. Quentin, I think that um, <laughs> especially the gray, the black and white scene that he shot just to have his in, in his own home release that he thought of after the event of the film, the whole black and white scene where they're at the gas mm-hmm. station, he licks yeah. her feet and shit. He added that because he felt it added something. Why? That whole scene was fucking pointless because you already see him, especially in the grindhouse cut, see, see those women. He added that just to be disgusting. 
And sure, yeah. you want to I mean, add that, that to fucked how, up. how fucked up Stuntman Mike is, but we already knew that. So all he's adding is something gross for us to look at and feel awkward by. Um, <laughs> and so this, the same thing goes with the grindhouse cut where the girl gets left behind. That's something he added. It wasn't like that in the original. Fucked. They just took off with the car. Who gets so, left behind in that cut? The cheerleading actress gets left behind in the, oh, the cut that we watched. She didn't gotcha. before. Or she did, but it wasn't like the whole scene where she goes gulp and they talk about how she's a porno actress. That's stuff that he added, and it was gross. And that's, like, really fucked up, honestly. And that's, <laughs> and that's why the my... whole message of the film bullshit does not resonate with me, because I feel like he gave way more of an opposite message throughout I mean, a majority of the film. And also the mere creation of the film to be, like, a hate fuck to Uma Thurman itself alone is a big fucking problem. And that is also fucked up. Yeah, I mean, but... I think, like, that... Sorry, go ahead, Bridget. Um, I need a minute to formulate. <laughs> so, like, how I get... So, my feeling... I'm not defending this to the end because it is there are a lot of disgusting things that happen and that this is really fucking disgusting. The reason that he, you know, part of the reason he did this was he, you know, was hate fucking Uma Thurman. And then let me say one other thing first, just real quick. Planet Terror, which was the film attached to it, did not have these problems. So it's not a grindhouse issue. Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, that's fair. Um, But like... I feel like the women having um, been killed off at the beginning and then he's just like, I'm not going to investigate. And then later on, the character is taking it into their own hands. I feel like for me, and again, I think I um, quite often view media through the lens of my own trauma. Um, But I feel like that's sort of like, they got the justice for these women. I feel like fucked up. I feel like this movie tries to disguise itself or like kind of gets seen through the eyes of feminism when it's actually not a feminist movie whatsoever. Like kind of like the way you're viewing it, Bridget, and like the way a lot of people view it is like it's about women empowerment and stuff. When it's not, mm-hmm. it's and, about and, Quentin's and, fucked up mentality. And then here's my other thing with it is it's a peek behind the curtains of his scary mental. Well, here's my other thing about it is that you can change that one element of the film and it completely changes the idea. Yeah. But if you change one element of his perverse actions, the film is still the same message. Right. And like, I'm not, it almost feels like he could have written just a different, slightly different ending. And I get that that's usually how the end, like the meanings of films come together and change. But I feel like the ending was an only, afterthought. He can change. No, I don't think it was. He can change only one thing and completely change the message of the film as, as far as like making it feminist to not, but he cannot take away the perverse misogyny that's in the film by taking away one thing. Yeah. Cause the yeah, whole no, film I mean, is riddled with it. I'm not, I'm, and I, I, I don't feel that that climax was to disregard everything else. And if it was, then it was almost like him sneaking a message of how he really felt into a film that was not at all what it was about. And I, I mean, completely I think, see what you're saying. I think that it's very important to not disregard, um, you know, how he treats women and why he made this movie. I just think that the ending was particularly satisfying to me because it had that overtone. And that's like, I felt vindicated in that moment, but like, there are a lot of fucked up things and I don't think this is like, I enjoyed watching it, and I think that it was yeah. a fun time. Yeah, I think but this movie. I don't think is a good like thing to kind of mentally think about how you if you can separate the art from the, from the artist as a person. And that's such a hard question. Yeah, especially like just every day, like you learn something new about yeah, a celebrity, and you're like, Fuck. well, and, and here's the thing: we're, we're talking a lot about Quinn, but but everything's speculative. There's yeah. nothing. I right. want to say that I yeah. know that I'm on the side of saying this movie's gross, but I also want to point out the fact that he's not been accused no. or at least not confirmed of any sort of crime like that. No. So let's get that out of the way before we're just we completely... speculating. But yeah. I, I just feel like the movie itself as fun as it is, cause it is fucking fun. Anybody who says it's not fun to watch is full of shit. It's a lot of fun, especially <laughs> the last 15 minutes is fucking awesome, but it's not an elevated piece for me. It feels like what it's supposed to be but nothing more, nothing less. It's just very blank slate exploitation film. Like we talked about with no, with no, to me, no elevation because it's not like the characters were particularly amazing on either sides of the film. It's not like the events were especially insane because we, by the time 
that we see them not die from him, we know, like you have to know, that these women are going to go fuck him up. It's just the vibe you already were getting with the moment she shot him in the arm. You know what's going to happen. Especially in the earlier scene where she's talking about how, you know what happens with people who carry knives? They get shot. Like stuff like, you know that they're going to be that way. You know that Zoe is actually the character who's death proof. It's not the car, but Zoe herself is the death proof character in the film. You get all of this before we ever get there. So there's not anything insanely shocking. I get a little annoyed when people talk about how this really subverted their expectations. Because if you really thought after he just killed all those girls the first part of the movie that he's going to go do the exact same thing and the movie's going to end, you're not thinking. I think, like, for yeah. me, this movie does kind of... And I said at the top, like, there are things that I really dislike about this movie. Mm-hmm. And definitely, like, the scene of them leaving her behind is one of them. That black and white scene is one of them. Even though it's, like, it's kind of, it's like a well-shot scene. I it's just, still it icky. Just, it doesn't need to be disgusting. there. It, it, feels and, like, it feels like it's him trying to explain something about himself. This movie, as distant and, like, genres as it, as it feels... In some scenes, it feels like he's trying to admit something to people. Yeah, and, and, and now mean, that like, we know the stuff about the feed thing, it's a really disgusting picture. And I mean, like it it, it, epit- it epitomizes my like love hate relationship with Quentin because, I mean, I like what I like. There's a lot that I like about this movie, and I do think that this movie, like, I know we keep coming back to this, but I do think it like kind of elevates that grindhouse genre when they get to have their moment of taking that power back because these genres are exploitation genres for a reason. And I mean, you know, women get exploited in them. And I mean, and even in this film, they do. Yeah. And so like to some, to some extent, I can, I can allow for it because of what the film is trying to do. But then in other aspects, I don't like, you know what I mean? Like I don't allow for them leaving her behind and I don't care to yeah. allow for that weird fucking black and white mm-hmm. sequence. And, and like, but I, but like ultimately I like, the way that this film ends, I actually, I actually really like the group of characters from the end. Um, they're better. They're like, way, they're way better than the first group. I also like, really like the acting. So here's for Rosero. Rosero's okay. I like Rosero. Right, here's the, here's the thing. Actually, let me point this out. What's the best thing about a Tarantino film? Like for you guys? I mean, I would say for me, the dialogue, yeah, that's, the dialogue. that is the worst dialogue. This movie has the worst dialogue he's ever written. I think it has the good worst. dialogue. I didn't say he didn't have good dialogue. I said it's the worst he's written. He's, he's Quentin Tarantino. He's the king of dialogue. But this movie has the worst dialogue. I also like the I don't know. I really the like their like diner scene. What's what's like a great scene? Like because we can we can we can like quote other Tarantino films. What's the great scene for you as far as dialogue goes? In this for film? me, it's that it's the diner scene for one. When Where she was when like, they're you know, you're like, about what, a what fucking were some cat. Of the things they said other than the gun thing I just said. Yeah, I mean, when she said, "I want to do like again with the whole gun conversation," because that's what the conversation was. Well, there was more to it than that. Yeah, I mean, but she was like when she was talking about like I want to do laundry any goddamn time I please. But that that's but that's I like a part that of the scene same scene I'm talking about. Let's. And so with a different scene, mm-hmm. or it could be the same scene, but a different line of thought. Like there was like, more than just the gun. Where in that she talks about scene. Zoe being a cat, like and how she was like, "I'm gonna break my." That's, you know, I would have break my neck. That's terrible. I dialogue. thought it was fun. She's a cat. She she's lived somehow. Like it's just so. This is what's gonna happen I later also, in the movie. I also love their scene when she's trying to convince her to do the stunt no, with them. It's terrible. I think it's fun because for one, Zoe's a terrible actress. And two, I mean, she's not great. And two, but, they're 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 so over the top. You want to do that again? Blah, 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 blah. It's but so, it's supposed to be over the top. But it's not good. It's not well written. Nothing's clever about it because it's just to purpose the rest of the film. It's just to let us engage in something else. Tarantino has full long dialogues where what you get is introspective thoughts on the characters without it being directly related to the plot. And that's what makes it so believable. That's what his characters make him feel so real. That's when... They're having conversations about something that isn't necessarily involved with the film, but because they're having this conversation, you get a feel for who they are. That scene does not happen in this film. I also really like pointing to that, what you just said. I really actually like the scene where Rose McGowan's character is talking to stuntman Mike. Because I feel like that's I like a scene. that only because of Stuntman Mike. But I feel like that's a scene where they're not talking about like, I am a Stuntman Mike and I kill women with my car, but you get to learn a and lot that about is, him. that is cut from the original Grindhouse version, by the way. I don't I don't know if that's relevant or not, but mm. I just want to let you know that that scene's not really in there as far as like as long as it is. Yeah. But like, that's a scene that I really like. I also just really like the scene where they're in the car when he tells her that it's 100% death proof, but only on his side. And that... And that is yet again, that's leading to a, a plot point of the film. There is no... Well, no, I know. I just love that scene, though. There's no there's no 
believable candor between characters. There's no converse. Like, for instance, you're talking about the boyfriend, the steal, the boyfriend stealing scene. Yeah. That is like the scene he's trying to make where he's like, these are who the characters are. But it sucks. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it tells you a good amount. It really sucks. And the whole point of their conversations are talking about dicks. Really? The strong female characters in the film? We're going to spend fucking 15 minutes talking about dicks and what that's it, the only conversation they have that's not relevant to the plot? Does it, Get does the it fuck pass through? The does diner it, scene is not plot relevant. Does the it pass the Bechdel test? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to ask. I mean, yes, it incorporates... I think it, it passes the Bechdel test, yeah. Just barely. Because they, they talk about the car. They talk about... Um, they talk about, like, the magazine that she's in, the one actress... Yeah. Um, they talk about a lot of things that are not just. Yeah, guys. like the scene where she's talking about like how much that car means to her and stuff. Like I like mm-hmm. that. I like and those like, scenes. But yet again, it's it's building the, toward a later scene. It's it's not it's not like I'm not saying they should have pointless dialogue, but I am saying that that's one of Tarantino's strengths is he makes characters feel real by them having everyday conversations, by them speaking like real people. But, but they're I, speaking about the car like it's going to be a, a talisman in the film. Like, you know it's coming. You know it's going to happen because they're talking about it. But I like that campy aspect of it. Like, like the I shit hate that it they talk because about it's not written well. It's written terribly. I feel like there's, like, I feel like some of the problem is acting because I'll give it to you. Like, Zoe, Zoe Bell, Bell is, is fucking atrocious. I mean, and she's you know, a good stunt You know who would have been but... great in that role? Fucking right. Uma Thurman. Right. A real Correct. actress. Not just some stunt double who he's going to be able to essentially physically assault by throwing her on top of a car because she's willing to do it. Right. Now it's cool that all the stunts in this film are real and all, but he made this film because somebody else wouldn't do a stunt. Right. That's the general understanding. Zoe Bell, I still love you, baby. I'm, I'm indifferent. You're a great, like stunt, you're a great stunt performer, but you're a terrible actress. I'm sorry. It's true. <laughs> you're not believable in any scene at all. I mean, she's basically playing herself and she's still bad at it. <laughs> I mean, come on, you can give me, you don't have to give me anything else other than that. No, you I'll know, give you that Zoe Bell is not much of an and actress. That's our main character. But I don't, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a dialogue problem. I think it's more of an acting it's problem. Bo- it's a both anything. problem. It's a both problem because the other characters as a result, like, the other stunt driver, right? Like the other chick. I don't remember her name because fr- quite frankly, it's I'm, I'm, having, I'm having difficulty remembering anybody's name other than Butterfly and Zoe um, and Stuntman Mike. Uh, but when she speaks, she has, oh, hell no, blah, 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 Bob in her head attitude. And that's her whole fucking character. Can we get more than just she's sassy and drives stunts as a character? That's all we get. That is her fucking character. I don't know. I feel she like I no, get more from her than that. What are what are her other personality traits? Well, their friendship that they have, like their friendship they have, is completely driven on adrenaline, which is cool. But the way they I don't communicate, think that's true. I mean, I think they do care for each other, like, and I think that she cares for her other friends. She's a boyfriend. What, 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 what gives you that idea? Well, <laughs> she doesn't she care mean? for the cheerleader bitch, but she does care for Rosario Dawson's Not character. Not really. She may, she calls her annoying the whole time when she comes along on the trip. She's a bitch to her. Yeah, but she's just kind of a bitch. That's that's her personality. That's well, my that's, point. So that's some people's personalities. But it's not, and you know that because every other horrible character, like not horrible, you know, like every other aggro character in other, any other Quentin Tarantino film, we understand. Right down to like Mr. Blonde, we get we get it. You get it. He's he's an asshole, but you get him. I don't understand her motivations really, other than the baseline of we're adrenaline junkies. Let's go do some adrenaline shit, and I'm gonna yell at my friends for being concerned. I mean what a bitch I mean I feel like I feel like all the characters in this movie are a little less dimensional then but I also feel like me. that's that's why it's not as good as this other but films but I also feel like that's like a, like a, a genre thing that's my point he's bogged down by this genre he didn't elevate it he stayed within the rules of this genre he didn't add anything new to it is exactly what it is it's pretty good for what it is but it's not as good as his other films I feel like there are moments where the genre is elevated though like not that like the ending scenes I think that like just the the technical aspects elevate it. Well, I mean, those grindhouse films a lot of the times they did do their own stunts because they were bu- they were indie. Well, spot. yeah, I know, but like like I just think that like the 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 way that the film is crafted on like a technical level, the shots, the atmosphere. I think I think it, that it he all, elevates it's all in meant that way. to look cheap. I mean, that's his goal. He's making it look like a grindhouse film. So but as I, a result, it's not technically that great looking other than if you like the aesthetic of a grindhouse film. If you like grain on the screen, that's cool. It's a cool aesthetic choice. But in no way is this like brilliant cinematography. Is this brilliant shooting? The action scenes were really the most competently directed parts of the film. And that's why they showed it in all the fucking trailers because how the hell else are you going to market this film when half the time they're standing around squawking bad dialogue at each other? 
I mean, I, I think that this is a well-crafted film, and I think it, I think it, it does do something to the genre. I don't think it elevates it at all. I feel like it does. I feel like I feel like the the end of this film. There's tons of it. women empowerment in Grindhouse. I mean, I would agree, but I think that like, I don't know. I think that the that the way, like, I don't know how else to say, it, but like on the technical level. What technically about it specifically? Like, I think that the editing for this movie is really cool. I really like. I think the editing is meant to look the way that it does because it's supposed to be Grindhouse. There's no, like. It's like he watched it. You know, like how Kill Bill is so very much like a Bruce Lee film and another film, but there's an elevation to it. There's something he added that's Tarantino-esque. The first part of this film is nearly fucking void of Tarantino. I barely get Tarantino out of the first part of this film. And I the feel second, like at the very least, the second the part of this Mike film, character. The, the stuntman Mike character is intriguing, but I would argue not necessarily Tarantino until the second half. Then he's like literally Tarantino by licking people's feet and shit. But my point being is Stuntman Mike was the interesting character because the whole scene was crafted around his intrigue and his mystery. But no other characters fucking mattered at all or were interesting. I mean, there's literally a scene where Butterfly's out on the porch with this guy and he's like crying and whining, wanting to make out with her. And then they go to the car and make out for a couple of minutes. And it's a long dragging scene. It feels too long for what it is and is ultimately pointless because we already know that she's into doing things with this guy, but doesn't really like him from an earlier scene and what it feels like is padding. And that's because it's not originally in the grindhouse version, which is shorter. He wanted to pad out the film. So he added this scene. Same thing with the striptease scene, which is incredibly uncomfortable and says a lot of negative things about people. The whole stripping scene as great and as well as it's shot, it has a lot of horrible connotations within it. And, and it's meaning basically that women when put on the spot should feel pressured to do something they don't want to do. Right. Just, be, just because. Yeah. I, and like, think about the emphasis he put on that scene as far as it was shot. Think about how much intricacy went into that specific scene that he edited along in comparison to other scenes later in the film that could have yeah, definitely I mean, used. I will say that I like the grindhouse cut of this movie better. Yeah, the Grindhouse cut of this movie shorter, which already makes it better for me. And then also, I spend less time with the first group of characters because the first group of characters are bologna and peanut butter sandwiches. They're disgusting. They're <laughs> awful. I mean, I think that this movie, like, I think that it does a lot well. I mean, I think that it, like, it it's not. It's not incompetent. I hate when people say that about Grindhouse movies. It's not incompetent, it's, but it's not as good as the rest of his films. And that's what, that's what I'm here to say. I'm not here to say it's a bad movie. I'm literally not. I like the movie. I bought the movie. I wouldn't have it if I didn't like it. Even though it came in the box set, I would have bought it individually anyway. I mean, like, I would say, like, by no means is this my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, but also by no means is it my least favorite. I mean, at one point you did say this was your favorite, or at least one of your favorites. That's something that you had said to me before. Yeah, but I wouldn't call it, like, my top favorite. But I would say that I, I think, like it a lot. I think you might be having an evolution on this, because when we first talked about it, you said it might be your favorite. I remember that very distinctly. You said it might be your favorite. I'm not trying to call you yeah. out or anything. I'm just I mean, saying, I think we've all evolved on this. Like when I was watching it back in 2007 at the Grindhouse Cinemas, I thought this was not only the best Tarantino movie. I thought this was the best fucking movie ever. <laughs> but my my palate has evolved, and I've seen from Tarantino films alone that there is better things to expect out of a revision or a revisiting of an exploitative concept. Like, like Dolomite is my name is a black exploitation film. Mm -hmm. but it's elevated. It's got Eddie Murphy. It's well acted. It's well performed. It's still what it is, but they elevated it. This is not an elevation. This is a recapturing of a time period that he does brilliantly. It feels like it's from the seventies. I swear to God, if somebody told me this was from the seventies and I wasn't familiar with the actors and actresses, I'd believe them. Yeah. Except for when they text on their little cell phones. Yeah, that's right. true. But, it's, but especially yeah. like if you took those moments out, and you gave me this film, and I didn't know who they were. I mean, like, you you would be startled to find out it's from a different time. Yeah. But that's the problem, is that that's what he did. He made a movie from the past, and he added nothing to elevate it. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, I don't know, I really, I really like this movie for its kind of adherence to Grindhouse genre conventions. But mm. I also do feel like he... Not so much in the first half, but in the second half, he is a little. He is able to get away from them, and I think we disagree on that because I think that this movie does add something to the genre that he's playing with. I, I think that the second half of this movie it feels different than the first half, and I think the second half of this movie is way better. But I I know what happened with the second half of the movie. Tarantino 
went from making a Grindhouse movie to trying to make a hybrid. And what he ended up doing was making a Grindhouse movie. Instead of a, a Tarantino movie pretending to be Grindhouse, he made a Grindhouse movie pretending to be Tarantino. Pretending to be smarter than it is. Pretending to have better dialogue than it has. Pretending to have better characters than there were. That's how I feel about it. Whereas the first half of the film is emptiness. And that's why, yeah. uh, in some ways, I feel like Planet Terror, not to like review Planet Terror entirely, but I think that's why it's more... Like it, it's actually a little bit more realistic, not realistic, but um, a bit more faithful because it doesn't add anything to it, but it also never even fucking attempts that. Whereas I think Tarantino towards the second half of this movie is like, all right, y'all it's a Tarantino piece now, but it wasn't, it didn't elevate anything. It wasn't elevated at all. Sorry. I went on for so long. No, you're, no, good. you're good. Like I like, I, I was listening. I like I don't know I just I just feel like this movie does does manage to elevate the genre and in I think this boils down to a matter of opinion yeah too. that's what I was gonna say and I think we just disagree this on that is, but I definitely like there are definitely things I do not like about this movie mm-hmm. and I you know I I think that there are th- parts of this movie that I find really gross and really icky I yeah actually, which is why yeah, which for, is why again like I like the like the grindhouse cut better and I like and I like these two movies with each other. Yeah, they work together. I like them very well in that format. And here's and the other so, thing too: if if this movie wouldn't, if Tarantino would have just decided, all right, I'm gonna let the like, because in the first half he's really bogged down by the idea of a grindhouse movie. He sticks to the conventions so faithfully. If that would have been his overall message, it would have still been the worst Tarantino movie to me, but it would have felt a lot more complete and coherent. I feel like the moment he tried to subject something into there, especially like his real perverse scenes. Yeah, like there's a few scenes yeah. that are like overly symbolic and icky when you think about and, it. And for like, me, like the car when she's like laying on it with her legs open and like he like drives the car like mm. fucking like her into feet. her legs. Yeah, and like her feet. Ugh. And it, yeah. it, it just feels like. It feels like he he made an incredibly gross and personal film and disguised it as a grindhouse movie at some yeah. point. But, but never elevated that genre. I can totally see that. I I still felt something yeah. during that, that last scene and was like kind of vindicated, but I Yeah, no, that's a great scene. It's a great last scene for sure. It is. It's well, and it's For sure. it's probably the best directed part of the movie. Yeah, and it does get like, and, like that give you takes vindication. The film to that next level, for yeah. Me. But for me, it needs better than just a good ending because I'm because like let's say the movie did subvert my expectations and killed these characters. Would anybody even care about this film? And the thing is, is one determinative small term factor should not. Like, I think so. It shouldn't, I think... Ele- it shouldn't elevate the film so heavily to. Not that good to good. I, I think it elevates the not that good to okay. I think the way Stuntman Mike kills people is interesting and unique enough to where the film is elevated just on that standard. Yeah, I mean, I do. I really yeah, like I mean, the Stuntman Mike character. I would agree with you yeah. on that as well. And the the car, like the whole death proof machine, is unique and well, inventive no, it's, enough. It's actually it's it's, is based, it from something it's else? based off of a different Grindhouse film where a oh. guy drives a car that he can't die in, but that's okay. Oh, it's not. It's actually by definition not original, which is okay. Yeah, like, I just think it's there's not a lot of original ideas out there anymore. Yeah, anyway. exactly. Right. And it's not one that's beaten down and done a million times. Yeah, like, yeah and I mean, I think, and I think that 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 like that being the sort of crux of it does kind of like give it something unique about it. Yeah, I I just think that it, it, in comparison to other films, it's a pretty good film. But when we're comparing it to, uh. A, a filmography of Quentin Tarantino, it it falls the least interesting. I can't, I can't think of a film that he's made that is worse than this. I think this movie. That's not to say that it's bad. I want to emphasize that because I feel I mean, like people I have, think I hate this. This movie also comes off and feels more like a popcorn movie than a lot of Quentin Tarantino's movies feel. Right, it does. like you could show this to somebody, and like you don't have to pay as much as attention to this as you do like pulp fiction or something that he writes yeah, it's, other like, not, it's not complex enough i know exactly that's why i'm saying that's a it's demerit like, it's, for me i think it's fun for what it is i think if you can step yeah, that's, I, that's what i'm saying too exactly i liked it a lot actually and i'm definitely gonna rate it high and i think it ranks high in my quentin tarantino movies 
Um, but it almost just, I don't know. I kind of wonder what we would think about this movie if it was directed by somebody else. I I mean, that's, we would think it was okay. And we think it was pretty fun. I, I, I feel like everything about it, this movie ultimately comes out as a positive. I'm, I, I just, I know, but it's, it's just not as good as his other work. It's, it's hard knowing like with, with the speculation that's out there on Quentin Tarantino and stuff, it's, and on hard to separate the art from the artist on this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> and on bean. Like, yeah. like um, I get that because like, there's a lot of moments where like there's a key feet thing things. And so like, maybe if it was like directed, this was like the same work, but it was directed by someone who was like not Quentin and not had, already yeah, had like, this, this kind of track record in his exactly filmography. And like, take yourself out of this fucking movie. He's right. gone awful. For the God. love of and, God. And no offense to Zoe Bell. She's badass as fuck. We all know that. I would never try to fist fight her. But she's not an actress. But she's not an actress. She's a stunt double. And that's fine. And but don't make the whole character, like the whole movie about. And the whole. Yeah. And it's kind of unfair because they they slided her up next to Rosario Dawson. So the whole time she's she's trading scenes with Rosario Dawson, one of like the best actresses working. Like she's incredible. She's, she's, she's I great. love her. She elevated Clerks 2 for fuck's sake. She's a great yeah. actress. But when you put her next to Zoe Bell, like it makes Zoe look even fucking shittier. Yeah. And it's like, that's the main character. Like that's our main character. And like, I feel like I came into this being like, I love this movie. There's nothing, not that there's nothing wrong with her. There was no. definitely things wrong. Like them leaving her um, to be sexually assaulted by this man. And that being yeah. like a huge joke, I did not like that. I got like actually very upset about this. I think I had to stop. I, I had or how Madison, they let like how they let that it. girl they didn't like go home with stuntman Mike, even though he was also clearly a sexual predator because she right. was drunk. Yes, that was really cool too that they did that. I was also gonna bring that up, but yeah, <laughs> like, um, but I mean, like, like don't I, treat your friends like this. Well, they're not. That's not their friend, but the other no. one is the friend. I know, but right. don't. I wasn't talking to the microphone. My bad. Don't treat anybody like this. I just yeah I just I didn't realize a lot of the backstory especially with like the emphasis on stunts and stunt doubles well the stunts and the thing is the stunts in this movie are fucking dope that's the other thing they are really dope that's like that's what is so great about the movie if this movie was attached to like a real movie you know like not not say this isn't real but like attached to like one of his higher art films and then had these stunt scenes that would be like beyond elevation that would be like a master class because these stunt scenes are incredible yeah. But the idea, although it's never been confirmed, is that he basically wanted to hate fuck Uma Thurman with this movie, which is really just unsettling. I get they're cool now, but that's a weird concept. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, I think a good way to think about this movie is like, I don't know, you've probably read this, but like the idea that some of Quentin, Tarantino mo- Quentin Tarantino's movies are like, because he has like a whole, like he almost has like a whole universe, right? And so like some of his, some of his movies are movies that characters in his other movies would be watching. Like, do you know what I mean? So like this film and like kill bill are movies that like characters in Pulp Fiction would go to the cinema and see. Yeah. I mean, and there's that idea that he does that. And so like, I think that's also a good lens to look at this movie through. I I don't agree though. You have to have this film stand on its own. Well, no, no, I know. But like, I also think that like that helps to understand what he's doing with this movie, but I don't think that it necessarily, but it certainly doesn't right the wrongs that this movie has and and i think that considering his level of filmmaking i just i just want to say that i don't know if it's that he let the genre restrict him from making a better movie or that he simply just wanted to make a bad movie but the end result's the same it's not as good as his other movies even if that's what he intended on and like it's been like a week maybe since we watched this movie or two and so like when you started to point out things, I was like, "Oh shit, you're right." <laughs> oh, I mean, and I mean, I still love this movie. I had a great time. And watching I like it, it too. Yeah. I literally like, me too. For me being so negative, issues. I actually really like the movie. I just don't think it's as good. I um, what was I gonna say? I lost it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let me talk about the one thing that I super love about this movie. Yeah. And it's the sound mixing of this movie. Yeah. yeah, this movie sounds so fucking good. That's where I get a little frustrated because he was able to do the sound mixing of the film 
where it was like grindhousey, and that was an element that elevated because I think he did better sound mixing than grindhouse movies do. So when he removed that restriction of making it sound like shit the whole time, he elevated the film, thus proving he didn't have to stay in the box, but he did. Like out outwardly, like so, especially in the first act, which is like a fucking hour. We are watching an old movie where it could have been at least a little more interesting. I could have given a fuck about the people who died, but I didn't. Not a single one who died in the first act. Not a single character did I give a fuck. And uh, I remember what I was going to say now. Like, Quentin says that he this is his worst movie. Yeah, well, that I think he's right. <laughs> and I still don't think it's a bad movie. But he, he says that he, like, he would... Like, if you asked him, he would say that this is the worst movie he made. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I agree with him on that, but actually, I don't agree with him on that. I know what I think the worst movie he's made is. I think people are really into the aesthetic, and they like like to forgive a lot. And if you're somebody who's into that, I'm not I was going to say, and I am a person who will, not only in this movie and Tarantino movies, but in other movies, I will forgive a lot for an aesthetic that I like. And it is a really, especially for the time which was made, was a unique aesthetic. But for me, I, I I don't want to give it the it's good for what the aesthetic is because Planet Terror is a movie that's attached that in my opinion did it better. I feel that way. Even though I know that Planet Terror like as a whole is a is a worse written film, it's a better performed and created movie because it's far more entertaining and far more consistent tonally. Um but yeah, I think I've talked this to death. I feel like I've yeah, given a dissertation. Yeah, I don't, I don't I f- think I have anything else to say. I think my opinion has been passed as well as everybody else's pretty effectively. And you you swayed me. I mean, like you usually sway me. Aww. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Like because I'm not coming in it with like a history of like looking at film critically. Like if this was like a short story, like podcast, which would be really bizarre. Um, but like <laughs> we're reviewing short stories we read that they're not reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> in this one, Kurt Vonnegut. No I'm kidding. Um, but like. Maybe if it was like more on a like a literary term because that's where my that's where like my expertise lives. Um and like if maybe if it was like about writing or something, like I I would come in here and be like, Yes, I know all the things, but I come in here and I'm like, I have these pretty mo- mediocre thoughts on movies and sometimes I they're have not, mediocre they're not baby. Me- just because none I, of us are. Listen, I, I I get that I have like a really intense opinion on this movie. But that doesn't mean people who disagree with me are wrong or that they're even like a lesser opinion or anything because it's a shorter or more precise idea. I just have a lot of thoughts on this film because I'm a big film fan. But if you disagree with me, that's cool. You could be just as big a film fan I mean, and disagree with everything me, I'm saying. I have a lot of thoughts on this too, but yeah. then we have very different thoughts, but I have a lot of them. It all goes <laughs> with your personal perspective. Every The reason why it's art is that it's totally subjective in that regard. Like there's some movies that are objectively bad, but every movie has a subjective element to them. And as far as this movie goes, it's, it has to do with the quality of the film. I mean, this movie's just so polarizing in the way that it was created. You could love it or hate it. Yeah. I think it's kind of bad for a Tarantino movie, but I'm, I'm of the camp that thinks it's a good movie on its own. Especially, like, if, if, the, if the Grindhouse version existed by itself, which is way more concise and shorter, I'd prefer it <laughs> yeah i think he was like right to chop this movie up when well he did the, it. the thing is too is like he always had the intention of putting the scenes back though and that's what's so upsetting is that right. he views the full cut as the better cut which is upsetting to me um because it's really fucking not it's the things that he adds does nothing but demerit the film yeah, yeah. like through and through the longer beginning the jungle jane racist rose McGowan back and forthness and the whole like leaving the friend behind to get sexually assaulted. I mean, that's yeah. all. That's, these are all things that were added, and they didn't need to be. Like we didn't need to know why they were able to leave with the car. Like we didn't need that shit. It was like we really, could just think that she's like just talking to him about well, cars, no, they, they, or just chilling. They, I don't know. The scene goes. I, I'm. I'll convince him. Don't worry about that. And then she comes back. She's like, "Let's go." That's all it is. Really? You can assume anything you want. Right. Like I wouldn't even have thought about the other friend. Right. Exactly. Honestly. Exactly. You and just they're like, think, yeah, oh, maybe let's... they drop this bitch off. Because they never go pick her back up. Right. Not in the film anyway. So why why are we even getting that? What's the point? Just to make an uncomfortable joke, I guess? Like, haha, sexual assault, yeah. funny, ha-ha, two times. This, this guy's going to rape her. And when he finds out that they destroyed his car, they're never coming back for her. Like, who's to say what he'll do? Yeah, like, <laughs> so, That's really funny. So funny. 
like fuck you quentin tarantino <laughs> yeah and that's my thing like that like even though i like this movie and i'm a defender of this movie you definitely are a defender of this and movie. i yeah and i will admit which it, like, is I, fine i really like the movie but there are just things about it that i just don't like and i just like i'm like why is that in there but, but that's so true for so many quentin tarantino movies. but you have to admit the evolution you've had on this topic i yeah i mean i think that like over the year is mm-hmm. uh, like my, my opinions on death proof have changed. Also, I love, I really like the grindhouse cut better. So the grindhouse there is cut that as is well. Notably better. The planet terror grind. If we were reviewing this as grindhouse, I honestly feel like I'd be like, everything was really good in the first half. Things were okay in the second half. Like it'd be a much simpler review because it's not so attached to Quinn's name at that point. It's a part of a larger project, but when it's just death proof, and he makes it his own feature. He cuts in his own scenes and releases it on its own. He's then stamping that this is his official film. And I'm going to view it as such. I'm going to view it as a Tarantino piece. And I'm going to compare it to the other ones. Because that's what you do as a film critic. You, you critically look at what he's added to the genre. And what he's elevated and what he hasn't. And this is my opinion. This is his lowest feature. That's just my opinion. Anyway, Franny, what do you want to rate it? I want to give it an eight. I really like this movie. I'll defend this movie in a lot of regards. Um, I do feel like this movie tries to force your perspective to see it as like a feminist take on something. And it's really not. It's just Quentin being kind of gross. But that doesn't change the fact that I like this movie a lot. <laughs> I love gross. <laughs> you wanted to slam Adam Honestly, Sandler and Uncut Gems. You love gross. I mean... Yeah, I just like think would Grand Slam Quentin Tarantino, yes or no? Uh, ooh, no. <laughs> but I just think some of the gore in this movie, like the scenes where you watch somebody like get fucking torn up by this car is so insane and so well done. I'm going to give it a... Um, I'm going to say 7 out of 10. Yeah. I liked it. There are definite issues. You guys have definitely talked me down from a higher rating. Not talk me down, but like I've heard what you yeah, had you, to say. Yeah, you get you like get things you a, didn't yeah. see before. Yeah. yeah, I came in with a much higher rating, and like after talking with you guys, it's been about a week or so since I've seen it. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's that's my rating. I don't remember. Were we doing halves? Yeah, we, yeah, do, we halves, do halves, but that's all you can go. You can't go to like a point eight. It's got to be a half or. Okay, I give it an eight point five. Okay. I give it a six. Okay. So what does that add up to? Hold on. Let's see what our average is. Okay. Hold on just a second. We're pulling up. One day I'll just remember to do this as we're doing it, and then we won't have to go through this. Okay. Um. Okay. So I Franny. Almo- I was almost going to give it a five, but I really do like that ending. I've, I've come around <laughs> to really enjoying that ending. I an eight. said an eight. I said an eight and a half. Bridget said seven. 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 Logan said six. There's that divided by four. We rate this movie a 7.4. Or if we're being very precise, a 7.375. So call we'll it We'll call it 7.4. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I good. mean, that seems like about right. That's like, probably yeah. what it, that's probably his IMDb score, honestly. <laughs> Let's Google <laughs> yeah. that too. Let's see what Death Proof is rated on IMDb. It can't be any lower than a seven. There's no way. It's a Tarantino film. He could, right. He could fart on, into a wet paper bag for an hour and people would be like, that's a 7.8, baby. Yeah. Um, let's see. Hold on. I'm going to the IMDb. I'll be shocked if it's lower than... Now I'm actually curious what it is. On IMDb, it's a 7 out of 10. Yeah. It's about what we said it would be. So there yeah. it is. Um, so what are we doing next time? Um, I believe it's going to be... Well, we're going to... Oh, should we announce the other thing? Hold on. Wait. When is this coming out? This is coming out. The You're 11th. listening to this on the 11th? Should we? I mean, we're probably going to do it, right? I mean, I think we're definitely going to do it. Okay, so... Friday, we're actually having a video come out. What? A Friday release? On Friday. Not on my Crosscut Cinema podcast. (laughs) (laughs) On Friday the 13th, we're going to review the 2009 Platinum Dunes Michael Bay remake of Friday the 13th, which a lot of people actually really fucking love. So (laughs) we're going to review that for Friday the 13th. Yeah, we're not done being spooky. Yeah. Well, Death Proof is kind of a horror movie in its it own way. Right? It is. I was talking about that to mm-hmm. And then the movie that we did last week is horrifying. Or no, not last week, the week prior. What did we do last week? Wait. The American Murder Well, one. that's horrifying in a totally different aspect. That's like genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> that's genuine horror. Hopefully um, hopefully that's well received. We haven't seen how that's going to go. I think, yeah. I think it was really good. I think it was yeah. really, really good. I really like that episode. I um, stand by it no matter yeah. what. 
people say. I've no one said anything yet. They could <laughs> love it. We, we don't even know what people potentially say. <laughs> are we? I don't know. I just know somebody told us not to do it after it's already been done. <laughs> yeah, that happens. It's whatever. So yeah. Um. So yeah. So and, next week, and then next week it'll be Thanksgiving. No, not pl- next week. The no, week after next. No, week. that's that's next week. That's next week, dude. No, you're just yeah yes. because we did the Friday. We talked about the Friday release. And now next week. Oh, shit. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think what we fucked up is this isn't actually November 11th. This is November 18th. Friday the 13th video already happened. Yeah. No, it didn't. Yes, it it did. No. It did. Oh, we're fucking idiots. Yeah. So if you want to go see that Friday the 13th. Brandy was like, like, let's not say what we're doing next week on the end of the last podcast. No, I was confused. I didn't say not next week. I said not. I thought you were going to go say in advance, like say past that. But you didn't even let us say the Friday the 13th. What? I didn't. What? No. What? Well, oh shit! We'll, we'll put it in the description. What? I thought, God, I we thought acted like we were really like excitingly teasing something that, that already happened, already previously happened. Oh boy! Oh, God. I genuinely this thought you, were you about record to... your shit the night before. We'll do a community. <laughs> we'll do a community post. We'll do a community post to, to talk about Friday the Thirteenth when it comes out. We're fucking um, and stupid. all of you guys get to listen to us babble on about something that's already happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. At least we realized it. People are probably this is click the premium. Off, like, these fucking idiots. These dumbasses. No, this is next the premium content. Y'all next come week up to us for, for real. Next week is thanks killing in planes, trains, and automobiles. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Two classic Thanksgiving tales. Indeed. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All is right, that it, guys? That's it for me. That's oh. It. If you want to check out our Twitter. Oh, yeah, our Twitter. I forgot. Yeah. It's Crosscut Cinema. Yes. And you can, if you tweet at us and follow us, we will give you a shout out. Yes. Also, I'm going to link in the description, me and Franny's second podcast we started. If you hey. guys want to check that out, it's called hey. the Pilot Podcast. It's so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Like, they, isn't it, it, it? It's like, I, I'm sure for you guys, it's a nice relief because like we just get to listen to this one. We don't have to right, worry about it. It is. <laughs> I, no work. I'm holding off on the Scream episode. Yeah, I listened to a little bit because I've seen the first episode of like mm-hmm. the first yeah. like two. We like, timestamp things very effectively, so you will yeah. not get spoiled on yeah. stuff. But I very much d- enjoyed the first the first scream. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, we love to hear it. I'm gonna watch the second scream. Yeah, the point of this you. video, the second, the the last video we did was uh friends and um, Boy Meets World's Halloween specials. That was the last at the time of this recording. That's the last video yes. we did. It's I haven't really had a chance funny. to watch it yet, but I, I haven't I either. But I will. It's super funny. I'm not gonna take the time to watch the episodes. I'm just listening to you. Well, I mean, sense. I've definitely seen the episodes, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Bridget doesn't like Friends. I. It's bad. Anyway. I have trauma. <laughs> anyway, see you later, guys. Right. Bye. No, no, no!